0: We we are looking for problems as men, yeah. Right? And we're we're yeah. we're like actively looking for them. We want to be problem solvers, right? Well, and we, if, if we don't have a problem, we'll stress about dumb shit. Like, yeah. Let, this is why us us magazine and People magazine and these sorts of things exist because if you don't have a problem, you're trying to work, you're going to start worrying about what Prince Harry and 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 megan markle are doing yeah and you're like look at this look at this beta look at this bitch how he's yeah. treating it it's like dude that should be the last thing on your mind yeah. like that's a problem that you shouldn't be consumed with real business owner,
1: real business owner. whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation that's really what real business owners is man like we don't care where you come from yeah. where are you going yeah.
2: Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose.
1: You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust,
2: and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Mm -hmm. Podcast with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Kel Goodman. What's up, what's up? Guys, today we have a special guest, a local success story in the podcast industry leader father author several times over yeah um as we were just discussing before we hopped on you know you have 70 80 million something like that downloads on your podcast and it's absolutely incredible and he's saying it's because it's been around since 2015 they didn't have many options but (laughs) obviously (laughs) obviously he's saying something good to keep their ear for what's that nine years now
0: yeah almost almost nine years but yeah it's um it's just consistency. Yeah. That's all it is. Week in, week out. Yep. I, yeah. I haven't missed an episode. I was looking at it. We've done over 1,100 episodes. So wow. we do three a week. So I do an oh. interview show every Tuesday. We do an Ask Me Anything where we answer questions from our guests or our, email our listeners.
2: Or something in? Just yeah, questions? Yeah, email or DMs on our Facebook or group or whatever. Okay.
0: They ask questions. Yeah. Or in our um, in our Brotherhood, the Iron Council, uh, I do that every Wednesday. And then a co-host of mine every Friday we just uh, we, we riff on whatever, like whatever the topic is that I, I feel like we want to talk about. And so, yeah, we've done 1,100-plus podcasts, and I haven't missed a single week. There's been yeah. a couple of weeks where I did, like, a replay or two because I was going through my own personal struggles. Yeah.
2: You took something that was, like, three years older, like, ah, yeah, they won't
0: know. Let's no, throw it in, you. Know? No, I didn't hide it. I, yeah. was, I told <laughs> them, sorry. I said, this is a replay, yeah. like – this, this one I think is still pertinent. It's, it's a replay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to hide the fact that we're doing it, but, yeah. um, yeah, for, a, like I said, 1100 plus podcast episodes. So people will say like, ah, oh, Ryan, you're so good at podcasting. Well, yeah, I've done 1100 of them. Yeah. yeah it's I,
2: reps it, on reps
0: on reps. Yeah. Like thousands it, of if reps. I'm still yeah. sucking after 1100 yeah. podcasts. God, I would have right? dropped, I would yeah. have dropped that ball a long time ago. I don't know if I ago. even <laughs> formally
2: introduced you guys. This is uh, Ryan Mishler. Um, I would guess that there's a chunk of our listeners that already know who you are, follow you, support you, you know, it seems like that you have a lot of support as well in the, in the blue collar industry, as we were talking about prior to going on. Yeah. Um, did you ever do blue collar stuff or? I mean, a little is bit. It just, the like, the, the, the it's just the beard and the the stash that's really reeling the mustache them in.
0: And you know the muscles. Yeah, all that the, the manly <laughs>
2: shit, right? Yeah, it's the boots. Yeah,
0: you know the worn down uh, red wings <coughs> that I really don't put to work. I yeah. just had them for three you years. You throw They'll them outside like and the, or
2: time to your bumper when you go on a dirt road. <laughs> that's it's right. Right. Dirt <laughs> on you on you know, look at these guys at work. At work. And then we get behind the desk and record a podcast, 1100 of them to be exact. <laughs>
0: you know, so um that's cool well, so what was your question i like, get yeah, um, we got distracted i don't know oh oh the, the blue, blue, collar. The, the blue yeah. collar uh no not no, really i mean I, when was you in, were young, I was like in the military okay there you yeah, go yeah i was in the military um you know, I did some landscaping here and there. Uh, I delivered pizzas. That's not really blue collar. I wouldn't yeah. consider. Well, you that probably the, delivered them to some blue collar guys that maybe were, it was <laughs> much needed. <laughs> the thing I yeah. remember is delivering them to parties, and and you know, college girls would answer yeah. the door. I'm like, this is a cool gig. Yeah. This is my. <laughs> yeah. I can I come I might, in for five, ten minutes. I think I might go back to delivering <laughs> pizzas yeah, the way go. I remember <laughs> it, but it was pretty fun. So we uh, yeah, delivery tonight, yeah, guys. I'm yeah, staying. I quit. Yeah. Um so
2: how did Order of Man come about? Like where were you at in your life and yeah. kind of the mindset and, and like when did that concept
0: you know? Yeah, so I actually so my background is financial planning. Okay. So I did that for about nine years. So when I got back from Iraq, actually be, even before I got back from Iraq, I um I had a bunch of downtime. I took all my study materials for my six and 63, which are uh, investment exams and things like that. So I took that back to Iraq with me, my insurance stuff back to Iraq with me. Um, and yeah, so while guys were watching, you know, binge watching series of, of 24 because that was the show back in yeah 20, that was the hit yeah, series 2005 <laughs> 2006,
2: guzzling in episode after episode. Yeah,
0: I was sitting there reading like insurance books and investment. Those are so boring manuals. It was horrible. Oh my god! <laughs> so I did that, and I've always had a pretty good memory, so I memorized everything, and I came back and passed the exams.
2: Did you have somebody in your life or something that was steering you in that direction? Like- well, I
0: was doing retail management. So okay. I, so that's even before that I was doing, um, I, I managed buckle actually. Okay. So I yeah. was on a management development program here in Southern Utah. You were one buckle. of those hardcore buckle salespeople. Again, it's all you about the women. You can't go in there no,
2: without getting freaking sold. Oh, yeah. Golly, I went, they're good I, at it. I went they're hard. They're good man. at it. <laughs> I went hard.
0: <laughs> But yeah, it was all, I was, when I was young, it was just chasing women. I'm like, well, the women are going into buckle. I want to go work over there. So I went and worked (laughs) at buckle. Um, and then I eventually opened, I got married. I opened a store in, uh, Southern California and the day before Thanksgiving, my section chief calls me and he's like, Hey man, our unit's been activated to go to Iraq. Mm. I'm like, Oh shit. So my wife, she's my ex-wife now, but my wife at the time. Uh, had already come back to Southern Utah for Chris uh, for Thanksgiving, and I came a day later. So I got up there, and I guess I was acting weird. But my father in law was like, "What's wrong with you? You're, you gonna get activated to go to Iraq or something?" He had no idea. Mm. He just randomly said that, wow. and I'm like, "Uh, yeah." As a matter of fact, yeah. And that's how my wife found, found out. out. So I ended up going to Iraq and my goal was when I came back to go, we were going to go back to California and go back and manage and run that store store in California. But I realized if I wanted to go anywhere in retail, I was probably going to have to move into corporate, which I could have done. Like I was pretty successful with the business. The stores were always doing well. Um, Part of my responsibility was I was, I would bounce around from store to store and help struggling stores get back on their feet Mm. and help them put the systems in place to be able to, you know, be profitable. And so I, I decided, you know, I don't want to work nights and weekends. I don't want to work holidays. I I don't want to go to Kearney, Nebraska, which is where the headquarters were. Um, so yeah, uh, I came back from a leave and I met with a guy and he's like, I'm looking for two financial advisors. I'm like, Okay, sounds good. I don't know what that is. but So you're
2: telling me I can read a book and become a financial <laughs> yeah, advisor? Yeah, exactly. I am mean, yeah, broke, but yeah. you really want me to help yeah. people with their money? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. I can lie about that. Yeah, we used to do a, I have a funding business, and people are like, oh, I want to start a credit repair company. We're like, what's your credit look like? 530? Yeah. And it's like, huh? Or a financial advising business, and it's like, what's your
0: finances look like? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Maxed out on credit cards and no yeah. money in the bank. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it just sounds good. Yeah. So I did that. I came back, started doing that. I did pretty good. I was pretty successful with that. Um, and I started a podcast called wealth anatomy cause I was really interested in, um, new, new, new digital technology mm. and marketing. That's yeah. always been something that's been interesting to me. Yeah. So I started this podcast and the company I was working with was like, Hey, what are you doing? You can't be doing that. Like you have to run your your, your script through us and... and Get all these approvals or whatever. You get approval through yeah. compliance because yeah. we don't want you saying something that you shouldn't be saying. And I'm like, you know, this sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do this anymore.
2: So when was that? What year was that? That, that was,
0: was 2014. Wow. I think I started doing that podcast. It I was mean, interesting. I didn't even know podcasts existed I know, back then, bro. Like, <laughs> how, how so? did you
2: find out about a podcast, let alone have an idea so, to start a podcast? <laughs> yeah,
0: so what I was doing is... I was meeting with clients or pr- prospective clients and my closing ratio was, I, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't good. Yeah, Like I'd meet with people and and maybe 40, 50% of them would do business with me. Yeah, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm spending an hour, hour and a half with these people, trying to convince them they should work with me. Half of them are doing business with me. The other half are just wasting my time. Yeah. What, like this is dumb. I'm not doing this anymore. So I went over to Staples and I bought a, uh, What was it called? A blue Yeti microphone. Mm. So it was like this, like old school, just cheap (laughs) microphone, not like the Shure's that we're using now, right? And uh, and I decided I'm just going to record the first, like my first sales presentation. So Mm. if I was meeting with you guys, I just recorded whatever it is I was going to say to you guys as a first meeting. Mm. And um, I went to Staples. I bought a bunch of blank CDs. I went into. I don't, I don't know if it's still there. It's like a, like Kodiak or so it's like an old, like it's off of main street. I think. And, I don't and think you, it's there anymore. I don't think it is, but you can get your pictures taken. Yeah. There.
2: Wh- wh- um, I think it was right, right next
0: to like the Zion's bank right down here. Yeah. It was yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah. So I went in there and yeah. I'm like, Hey, I need to have, I put a suit on. I'm like, I need to have some pictures. I some felt headshots. like, <laughs> I felt like Napoleon dynamite. I'm like, yeah. is there some sort of vest I can wear? Yeah. You know, where's your closet, <laughs> your dressing room, Yeah. <laughs> So I took these pictures and and uh and then I went back to Staples and I bought the, you know, like those uh like the stickers that you can put over blank CDs. Yeah. So I put my headshot on there and I put them over Start blank Start Started manufacturing your pitch. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so what I would do is I'm like, I would just hand these things out like candy. I'm wow. like, hey, here's this, here's what I'm doing, here's this, here's this. And people would listen to it and then they would come in and my closing ratio went from whether it was 40 or 50% went to like 80, 90% wow. because everybody who came in had already listened to the first pitch yeah, yeah. and they'd already qualified themselves. Yeah. yeah, So I'm like, Oh damn. They want to know more. Like this works, right? Like now people that are coming in, I'm not wasting my time. My closing ratio is higher. Wow. I don't have to waste my time Smart. with people who, who don't want to work with me. And, uh, I thought, you know, this is cool, but why don't I start a podcast like where I'm just sharing ideas about insurance, disability insurance, investments, whatever it might be. And I remember the first guy that called me, he was a, uh, he was a pediatric physician and he was in Pennsylvania Mm. and he calls me up and he's like, Hey, um, I need disability insurance. And I was like, Okay. I mean, that's random. Like I'm in Southern Utah. This guy's in Pennsylvania. Why'd he hit you up? Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't understand. And he went through and he rattled this list off of things that he wanted in disability insurance. Do you guys know anything about disability Uh -uh. insurance? No, No. Very, very little. Nobody knows anything about disability insurance. Like nobody knows a thing about disability insurance, but this guy had a laundry list of like, I want this much. I want these features. I want this benefit. Don't need this this exclusion, and I'm like, this is fishy. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, this guy's either just shopping around and he's talked to a bunch of people, or or he's he's another agent. That's what I thought. I was like, nobody knows this much unless they're in the game. Yeah. So I'm like, this guy's an insurance agent and he's like scoping me out. This was weird, and so I asked him. I said, "What you know a lot about disability insurance? (laughs) Like, what's what's the deal?" He's like, "Oh." I just listened to your podcast and wrote down everything you told me I needed to get. Oh, wow. And I was like, Oh, that was a light bulb moment. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay. Podcasting. There's something to it. Like I'm in his, I'm in his head. I'm in his ears. Yeah. He's listening to me as I'm, and whether I'm not or or, whether I am or not, he's, he's viewing me as an As an authority in that, in that space. Yeah. And so I sold him some disability insurance and I had that happen multiple times. I'm like, man, mm. this thing actually works, but I got sick of having that conversation. I remember I got, I got a phone call and I looked at my phone and it was a client of mine and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to answer it. And it wasn't the client. Yeah. The client was cool. Like we were friends, it was the industry, they'd be a long, they were a long-term client. I really enjoyed the family, but I'm like, I don't want to hear about you rebalancing your portfolio. Like yeah. I just have no desire to do that at all. <laughs> So I realized I love the medium of podcasting, but I'm like, let's just have a different conversation. And at yeah. the time, you know, I was newly married. Um, I, th- I think I had two kids. Yeah, two young kids at the time. Um, and, you know, I-, I wanted to be a better a better man, like a better father, a better husband. Well, it's
2: just weird that that you started it at that time. And yeah. then within five years, six years, it like became like a, a more uh, top of mind subject, right? Like, yeah. I th- oh yeah. I, I think now more than ever, we can understand the value of where your head was back then. Right. But back then it's like, okay, order of man, like what, like you're like, what do men need to do? Yeah. Right. Like, and then all of a sudden there was this big battle against masculinity in men and like the downfall pretty much of it, it men was in general.
0: I wrestle with that sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it was just good timing. And other times the arrogant side of me says, well, I'm the one who started this movement. And and I'm not, I mean, there was other guys doing it. They weren't doing it to the degree that I was, and they weren't having the same kind of conversations. Uh, One guy that comes to mind is Brett McKay with Art of Manliness. He was a huge inspiration for me, but he was talking about uh, you know, how to tie a tie, mm. um, you know, how to have manners on a first date, like things like that, that I yeah. think are important for men to know. Yeah. And, and really where I started to go was what's the mentality of, of men? What's the mindset? Mm. Like, how do you temper your violence? Um, you know, how do you tap into wealth building? I think things that were deeper than what he was talking about yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so You yeah. might have covered that first couple layers of the surface, yeah. but you and were he trying did a to great go. Job. Yeah, yeah. Like it's I'm not throwing him not under the di- bus.
2: Yeah. Every layer needs to be covered. Exactly. Right? You were just yeah. going deeper into the core of a man versus like, hey, yeah, presentation look. Yeah, tie exactly. Tie. Like you know, I didn't have my dad around. And so when Most I when, when when I had my tie tied, it stayed tied.
0: Right. You know, right. like, and then you loosen it up and sw- then you like slip it back <laughs> I, yes, on. I, tied I swear it to God, out. I just yeah, totally. moved out of our, uh, our house in
2: Washington and moved up to Virgin and going through my closet. <laughs> I tied. still have <laughs> probably 10 ties that have never been untied, untied. for probably <laughs> yeah. 25 years. Yeah. You know, 20, at least 20 yeah. years. Right. Because I was just never taught something as simple as that. And back in those days, we didn't really have YouTube to where you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah,
0: remember you know, like my right. mom taught me how to shave yeah. like, it, like yeah. stuff like that. So it was your dad happen. not present? No, he wasn't around. Okay. I, um, uh, he, 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 and my mom split when I was three, he passed away about five years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to have a deeper conversation. So I'm like, well, let's just start something for men. So yeah. I started Order of Men in 2015, March of 2015, and it blew up. Did you have an idea of when you started it where you wanted to take it? No. Or did
2: you just start and then as you took that first step, then the next step kind that's of what opened it up
0: itself to you?
2: Or, that's what it was. You know, and it became clearer and yeah. clearer and clearer every step that you took. And what that's you what guys to need to do. Yeah.
0: Because a lot of times they're waiting for things to be perfect or yeah. have the perfect formula. My my very first I don't know if it was a it was an article actually mm-hmm. was how to throw a baseball that you wrote that I wrote yeah like I don't know I th- how you would write an article about like th- put your arm I think, back I think every like follow through like, like, had, you know and like <laughs> oh, it, like, like the, the grip and you know here's a, up, here's a change yeah, yeah, here's a curveball here's a fastball two seam uh, yeah. four seam um <clears throat> which you know I think every guy should know how to throw a baseball yeah but I don't. I don't give a shit about that anymore. Like that's the furthest thing from what we talk about. Yeah. But that was the first article I ever wrote. Like a blog article. That's all it was. It was just an article. Okay. Yeah. And another one I wrote was I went to a a men's conference where I knew a bunch of men with Brett McKay with art of manliness. I knew he was going to be there. Bunch of other guys. And I did a write up on all these guys. I said, here's, you know, eight guys that I heard from and, and here's what they talked about. And here's what I like about what they have to say. And the cool thing about that was all these guys shared it on their end, mm. shared it on their social media, yeah. shared it on their website. They talked about it on their video, on their uh, on their YouTube videos and everything. And it just it blew up. Wow. It blew up from there. And then yeah. it just gradually morphed into this thing. And then um, <clears throat> about six or seven months into this thing, I was still doing my financial planning yeah. stuff. So I'd wake up and I'd do two hours of Order of Man stuff in the morning. And then I'd go to work and do my real job. And then I'd come home and play with the kids and eat dinner and talk to my wife. And then I'd go back for two more hours and do the order of man stuff. And I did that for like six months. Mm -hmm. And gradually the order of man stuff started to eat into my, my, my work. Yeah. And so my ex came to me and she's like, Hey, I really love that you're doing this order of man thing. It's awesome. Like you seem happy. You seem fulfilled but uh, <laughs> yeah, what's up with the money? Yeah. She's like, it's eating into the household income. Yeah. You know, your client, you don't have as many Yo, clients. Yeah, your hobby, you know, yeah. you're paying the bills. So she's yeah. like, I think you should probably try to find a way to either make some money doing yeah. it or yeah. maybe scale back. And she was right on. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to scale back. If anything, I'm like, I'm going to double down on this yeah. thing. So I listened to a podcast. It could have been like, like Pat Flynn maybe or or somebody mm. and he had a guest on and the guy was like, "Yeah, just do a course." I'm like, "Yeah, do a course, easy. I'll just do a course. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but I'll do a course." That was good. And so I had I had done a YouTube video about um, I think it was like eight six or eight things every man needs to master, something like that. And I was like, "Okay, I'll just use that for my course your, material." Yeah, yeah. And so what I did is I put together Every two weeks, we talked about one of those things. It was a 12-week course. And so we talked about each one of those things for two weeks. I set up a Facebook group. Um, I sent out a monthly assignment. I let the guys talk. We did some challenges. And I called at the Iron Council, and I told the guys, I'm like, hey, I have 12 spots for this. It's 100 bucks. Mm. Got 12 spots. It's 100 bucks. Sign up. Here's what we'll do. And I had 12 guys sign up, like, instantly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And i you know, I made a thousand bucks. I right? meant 1,200 bucks. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> don't know, got 1,200 Sorry, yeah, I forgot yeah. a zero on yeah. there. My um, wife
2: said I forgot multiple zeros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In the bank account and right here. You yeah. Know, I'm <laughs> like, yeah.
0: So that first month, I think that was like November-ish or so of 2015. Mm. Uh, I, I made a 1,000 bucks. Yeah. Which is like not a lot. Yeah. But, but it I was, was like, real. Mm, yeah. That's another light bulb moment. Like, I can actually do this. I remember the first guy that signed up. His name is Mark Gablowski. In fact, he's still in the Iron Council. He's yeah. our very first member. He's an OG, OG. Very first member. Yeah. He's member two. I'm member one. So, yeah. like, <laughs> he. So if you ever die, he's going to take over the Iron oh, Council? Yeah. It's his. He's it's, his. Next video his. <laughs> it's, it's written in the yeah. will. So yeah. it's, it's his. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I still have an email. He sent it to me, and it was like, hey, man, thanks for believing in me. Like, it was just me. Now it's yeah. you and me, and, like, let's blow this thing up. So I still have that email. I saved it. And uh, cool. we get into, like, eight weeks of this thing. It's a 12-week course. We get eight weeks into this thing, and the guys are like, what do we do next? What do we do next? I'm like, I don't I don't know. I
1: <laughs> Go live life. I don't, I, don't, yeah.
0: I don't know what to do. Yeah. I just created this just because my wife told me I needed to make some money. I don't yeah. know what I should do. So I'm like, well, let's just keep doing it. So we did it. And now we have under just under 1400 members and we've done events. And I think we've done probably 20 different events from father son events to just men only events. We did a big one out in Maine last year where we had 120 guys out there Uh, this year. I want to do a summit where we have minimum 500 guys there. I have a facility that'll, that'll hold up to 900. Mm. So my minimum goal is 500. My maximum goal excuse me, it's 900 where it'll be more of like your traditional summit that you would think of where yeah. guest speakers come in. And so it's, it's weird, man. Like I never, what it's evolved into. Well, like, it's in part, part of the reason it's weird is because I, I know me, like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm anything special. Yeah. I, I know a lot of the guys listening are probably thinking the same thing. Exactly. You know, they're turning a wrench or, um, you know, like swinging a hammer. What value can I bring to the world outside of this thing that I'm already doing? Right. And they don't think it's all that special. They're like, yeah, it's just a house. Yeah. It's just a car engine. It's just like, they don't think it's special. They don't think they're special. Mm -hmm. But when you start sharing what you do with the world and what you're excited about, like not everybody's good at the same thing. And I kind of realized that if, if you, if you, if something comes naturally for you or you've been doing it for a long time, you'll underplay it. Like, oh, what's the big deal? Like, everybody does this. Yeah. You, it's it's called cognitive bias. Right. So,
2: in other words, the things that are common sense to you because you've done them for 20 years is not so common sense. Right. Like, you put me on a construction site with a guy that's been doing it for 20 years and watch him talk. I mean, it's all going to go over my head and I will not know anything that he's talking about, right? right? Yeah. But if he wants to say, hey, if you ever want to start a construction company or be a general contractor, sign up for my course or come into my group and I'm going to show you everywhere where I fucked up. You know, all of the areas that I lost money, 10 grand here, 50 grand, and I'm going to save your ass and I'm going to get you from point A to B just a little bit quicker. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be problems, right? There's going to be issues. There's going to be struggles, but I'll help you weave in and out of some of the
0: pain points that I, that I had to go through or experience. Right. Well, and that's, I think that's part of the problem is that people, when you're, when you're looking at picking up clients, a lot of them will say, well, like I can just do it on my own. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Like, you can learn how to build a home on your own. You definitely can. Yeah. You, know, you can learn how to podcast by yourself, which is what I had to do. Yeah. Or you can hire somebody and you can cut your time from 10 years to five years or five years to two years. You can save from spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is what I've spent over the yeah. past nine years now, to spending five or $10,000 on some equipment. Some coaching and get it done right, you know. So I, I so well, investing you, what, in yourself is you,
2: crucial. You're, you're collapsing time, and exactly. the, the the question is is whether you have the money to do that or you don't. Sometimes the only asset that we have available to us is time, and so utilize it in a manner that is actually productive. Make your time valuable right. to where you actually can bring in some currency and and make some money. And then what you do with that money is you utilize it to increase your skill or to hire a mentor or get around the right people that can, again, help you increase the value of your time. And then it becomes this machine where your time ends up becoming more and more valuable. You're making more and more money. You can continue to spend on self-improvement or coaches or mentors. And by that time, you're bringing in enough to where you're making enough, exactly. your skills continuing to increase, and then you have this this
0: ecosystem of improvement, right? And the best thing you can do on that, like if you're, I'm thinking like if you're blue collar, um, yeah, really any profession, a lot of guys be like, well, I, I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. Just teach yeah. people what you know. Yeah. So for example, um, I just got back from a trip. I was hunting last week and I get out, I get back to St. George. And I go out to my truck and I and I look at it from the back and it's like leaning down in the front. I'm like, Oh shit, I got a flat tire. Peek around there, sure enough, flat tire. Yeah. Right. Was that one of the eight things a guy must know how to do? Absolutely. <laughs> in your course that's or just whatever. A given. That's not even <laughs> yeah. that, like, that shouldn't even be on the thank that's God not for even YouTube. On list. I'll be under there like, oh yeah. Okay, it's like, uh, what do it's I, like, I do now? You it's know under my back yeah. seat. <laughs> yeah, this exactly. knobby. Put it on that knobby <laughs>
2: yeah. I had the biggest
0: pain in the ass. I know how to change a tire, yeah. but I had the biggest pain in the ass with that tire because I put my tire iron on there and it and I and I put it on one of the lug nuts and i cranked on it and i don't know what it was about the lug nut but it had some sort of like weird cap on the lug nut itself oh yeah and it like cracked and bent mm. and wedged into my tire iron so i couldn't get it or any of the other lug nuts off it was like stuck in now in your tire wedged iron. in yeah. there i'm like yeah. what the hell so i went into uh i went into the airport and i went up to the car rental place and there's a couple guys there. And I'm like, hey, do you guys have a tire iron for a truck? They're like, no, we only have minivans and, you know, sedans. I'm like, shit. I was like, do you have like pliers, anything? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> all right, let me check somebody else. And I went and, I, and and they had some pliers and I sit there and like wedge it out and finally got it and, you know, I was able to change the tire. But if you're a mechanic and you're like, how do I start something like this? Teach people how to change a tire like that, yeah. like do a YouTube video. Like, like I you, just
2: said, I would go to YouTube Yeah, and then now you're making ad dollars. Right. And you, you might know?
0: think it's stupid. You might be like, everybody knows how to change a tire. No, trust no, me. Not everybody no. knows how to change a what tire. What about the woman that's alone on the side of the freeway? Exactly. That just, what does yeah, she do? Right. Really. Or what does she do if a dude approaches her and she's like feeling uncomfortable yeah. and does she, does she carry and, and if she carries, does she know how to use a firearm properly and when to use it? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different things. It doesn't matter what profession you're in, what you know, somebody else needs to learn. And if you can take what you know and teach it through social media or through YouTube or video um, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to find some things that are actually going to really take off. You might do t- 10 videos and, you know, get 20 views on each of the videos and that 11th video, all of a sudden you get 2 million views yeah. and, you're in the game. Yeah. You know, I think about, um, there's, uh, Matt's off-road recovery. Have you guys Mm -hmm. heard of Matt's?
1: Yeah. I'm on one of his videos, dude. You are? Yeah. Cause you got stuck. Had like two million. You 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 didn't know how to change your tires. So you had to have Matt come out and do it it for you. We got a whole other podcast episode. What they call a man. Yeah. You're like, I called another man. Look at this idiot. Like now I gotta go rescue this guy. Dude, I was, I was hunting with my buddy Cassidy and I'm like, all right, dude. Um, I can't get my trailer up there. We're up at the Coral Pink Sand Dunes. Oh, yeah. And my trailer's much bigger than his. Uh-huh. He's like, Yeah, but dude, mine my, my was easy. We'll get your trailer up there. I'm like, All right, dude, let's go for it. And so <laughs> I put car. my four wheel in, you know, twist the knob in the truck. Yeah. Light lights up and I start mowing it up there. And he's like, You're going to have to gun around that little turn, dude. It gets weird right there. So I'm gunning it and, dude, it just sank. And like just spinning out, doing the whole thing, right? Yeah. And I was like, shit, dude. Like, we're, we tried so many times, so many <laughs> different ways to get out with his <laughs> truck. So we call, we call those guys up. They show up with videos, dude. And they're just like, you're like, turn yeah, that damn video yeah. up. Yeah. Oh my God. Just do the <laughs> scribble over my face like it's did or know, something. You know? I didn't know it like it was a big deal YouTube channel. Oh, so it's so huge. when Chas was like, dude, look at your YouTube video. It had like two million yeah, something views. All massive. this shit talk about what an yeah. idiot I was. Yeah. yeah. What dumbass would take that large. <laughs> Turns trailer out, yeah, exactly. my four wheel didn't work, yeah. and I needed to get out and manually lock in my hubcaps. But it lit, it lit up, dude. It said it was in four wheels, yeah. so right. I trusted it. Dude. Well, right. you, you said something there
2: <laughs> right prior to the situation that <laughs> I think every man does prior to getting into a situation. Let's just do it. We'll figure it out or something. Oh, yeah, you yeah. said something like that. Like it'll
1: work. It'll we'll work out. Dude. It'll yeah. work. It. It'll yeah. work. Like
0: famous last. My yeah. my
1: trailer right. ended up down by the highway for the rest of deer camp and then Cass and all his friends were up there. So I'd hang out their camp <laughs> yeah. and then just go to go back day. down. <laughs> yeah. well, but I mean, insane. the point I'm
0: making with that is that guy, he's a, he's a tow truck service. Yeah. yeah. And he kills like, it. It's, yeah. it's a glorified. He was already going to do the call anyways and make, but whatever
2: his thousand bucks pulling him out of the sand. Now he's making tens of thousands.
0: Yeah. The guy's, I don't yeah. know what he makes, but yeah. based on his subscribers, the guy's making great money. Yeah. Because well, I he's heard videoing it was like five bucks per
2: thousand views or something like that. I don't My I don't daughter know. did a dumb little video. We didn't allow her to have like YouTube or anything like that yeah. until she was like thirteen. Yeah. And then she started this short thing or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know. It's called Crazy Claire. I just barely saw it. My wife monitors it. But That's she had good, one yeah. video. That it was just like dumb. It got 17 million views. Did it really? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so saying, YouTube dude. reached out and said, hey, you can start monetizing or whatever. So my wife filled it out. And now she does these little videos with 26,000 subscribers. Yeah. And she's got a check for $350 coming at, she just turned 14 <laughs> <laughs> two awesome. days ago. It's so You weird. know what I mean? She's and she has video. like literally, I think 30 videos on her yeah. YouTube. Yeah, well, no, like, so even like, this,
0: like, I record my awesome. podcast, we do video, and yeah. you, you guys got your cameras yeah. going, like, I, at this point, you know, we've got, I think, right around 300, just over 300,000 subscribers on YouTube, and, you know, I get a check for $2,500 to $3,000 a month, Yeah. just for putting it up there, yeah. which is nice, because it pays for my editor, Yeah. right, so, yeah. like, like, cover something. Yeah. Right? Like, Just it, because
2: some, we throw some of the it stuff might not be life changing money where you're gonna buy the house on the well, hill or but, some shit, but yeah. A thousand bucks or five hundred bucks or two thousand dollars, twenty five hundred, right. whatever it is,
0: right? Or you do a video with I've got a couple that have done over a million views, like yeah. one with David Goggins that I did a video with him three or four years, maybe five years ago. Um, a couple of others that that have hit a million and it's like, you know, you never know it's gonna hit a million. But if you just document what you're doing, even if it seems stupid, like if you're on a plumbing call, let's say you're a plumber and you're on a plumbing call and you know, the guy's like, my toilet's not working. You go in there and the chain that it fell off <laughs> breaks,
1: it got wound a little bit. Yeah. It that breaks, you know, from the yeah.
0: handle to the, to the plunger. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called, but the little plunger thing sucker plunger. thing. Yeah. Suck. Like, and it breaks yeah. And and you're and you're used to that happening like that happens all the time. and Somebody's got to pay you seventy five bucks for a call. Yeah, like take a video of it mm-hmm. and just say, "Look, guys, this happens all the time." Okay, if your if your toilet's not working, your handles loose, just take the damn thing off. Look at the chain. Go See to if Home the chain Depot. Disconnected or it's going to cost you eight bucks. Rehook the chain up. You're good to go. You don't need to call me for this. Yeah, if you do that, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm telling you, like. That stuff's gonna blow up. And yeah, yeah you're thinking, well then it, they won't pay me seventy five dollars. Yeah, because you're gonna make seventy five thousand yeah, dollars on because, all the views from YouTube because yeah. everybody just watched it. I'll take the seventy five grand over the seventy five dollar call to fix My the guess is chain. you
2: probably wouldn't notice the revenue drop dramatically. No. And if you're surviving off <laughs> of a seventy five dollar toilet call, right? you, exactly. know, you need to expand exactly. a little yeah, bit maybe exactly. <laughs> your marketing.
0: So I, I think I think whatever you're into, I mean, there's people doing just weird shit. Like Weird-ass you see shit. these, yeah. you see these girls and they're like, and, and I'm not bagging on your daughter yeah. here or anything, but like my oh, daughter does the same thing with her. It's just dumb shit. And they're like dancing or like cooking. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I don't even there's want no, to. Yeah, that's what bothers that me I mean, is that I mean. there's really no
2: substance behind it in terms of like growth, right. you know, but maybe right. again, that's cognitive bias. Like everything that I'm spending time on or watching, it should be something that's nutritious for my mind and making me grow or making you, me think most people just want to like out, tune out right and yeah. just
1: like laugh oh, 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 yeah exactly you know Watch or whatever cat but like we, yeah or something we uh we, <laughs> or we just be relatable you <laughs> yeah, know like yeah. people are like oh i yeah. get her i do I weird mean, shit like that i know? bought a
2: tractor or whatever and literally i've youtubed everything about it like yeah. okay well what about this or what about that like and there's a guy yeah standing next to a tractor saying you do this Here's how you do, do it. this you do well, that and the
0: other like, thing too there's a big genre of people just want to live vicariously through others so yeah. a good friend of mine eric chesser i don't know if you guys know who he is mm-hmm. he's with hush yeah so i do yeah I yeah. channel. A he's lot. a stud yeah. him and i have been hunting we went to hawaii earlier in the year and hunted and he is
1: you do the axis deer yeah axis deer he's
0: a killer man yeah. he's he's an amazing hunter him and and ben shed, shed crazy he's he's here in southern yeah. utah as well And we went out, and these guys are hilarious, and they're they're documenting their hunts, you know, and you know a lot of times they're successful, sometimes they're not, but they're just documenting it, and people are watching it because they just want to live vicariously through what other people are doing, and they're entertaining, and they're fun, and they're teaching, and they're educating. Which you do learn stuff too, too, through for sure, man. Like because I like
1: I have shot coyotes in my life, but I never coyote hunted. Yeah. So I would watch those guys right? and i would like, watch what they're, yeah. how, how they're do they're you call up their their stands And yeah. There's a guy, you there's a, a group here. Uh, Micah yeah. Fai is a yeah. friend of mine. Do you yeah. know Micah? I grew up with Micah's little brother before he okay. passed away. Yeah. So Micah has
0: been a good friend. So, he was the best man at my wedding yeah. and he has, I don't know if he's still part what of it, was that but one called? that wasn't
1: Chester. That was Micah and I don't know his uh, partners, but hidden instinct was, was the name of their
0: channel and they were just out coyote hunting and they would show people how to coyote hunt yeah like and they would they killed tons of yeah. coyotes and they were doing really really well teaching people how to yeah. hunt coyotes and then they were selling hats in the meantime like mm. if you can't make money i mean i don't know what to tell Well, me, the right. fact is you got to be doing
2: something with your life you do have to be that's doing something. the thing yeah right you have to actually yeah. be doing something and the majority yeah. of people aren't really doing much with their life anymore right. And that's like the sad thing is, right. you know, they go to work and they get enough to kind of cover their bill. I mean, let's be real. Like when you get out of high school or get out of college, you do just enough to do what set a goal to buy that car. You buy the car. Then you set another goal to do what to buy the house. You do enough just to be able to buy the house yeah. after that. What happens? Yep. It's flatlined. flatline the rest of your life. Like you just do enough to be able to take care of those basic needs outside of that you don't increase your skill, you don't increase your worth, yep. none of that. And then you go home and you veg out to zone out and get outside of the reality that you hate so much, yeah. right? Through watching other people do what? Live an inspiring life or an awesome life, getting off their ass, doing cool shit. Right. Like if you got off your ass and just did cool shit and kind of just documented it, what it is that you do, even if you're shitty at it, right? Like eventually
0: you'll be good at it. And some people really want to watch the journey, right? And be a and part you of it. You don't even need, it doesn't even need to be all that exciting. I have so many ideas as I think about stuff like this. I'm thinking about like somebody doing pest control, you know, think about pest. I used to do that. So think about pest control. Like how many times does somebody treat you like a dick or do they slam the door in your face? Like if what, you the door to door stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah. like security sit, you know, it, or or if you're like a, like a Mormon missionary or yeah. whatever, and I know you probably can't do it as as a missionary, but like if if you're doing pest control or alarm sales, if you just recorded that and just showed how many times everybody slammed the door in your face, interactions, yeah, and you just did like a montage, of <laughs> like, the door getting slammed. <laughs> no in your thanks. Face. I'm not buying shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you put that My on day. YouTube. you would you make tens of thousands of dollars? Like there's so many different ways And then in a year from now,
2: you're you know, the sales trainer <laughs>
0: exactly. on how to
2: overcome rejection. That's <laughs> what I'm <laughs> you saying. Know, good door door. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, there's, there's plenty of so ways different to slice it, do. And dice it. Just I document mean, it. Like, it's, it was the same with me and Kel. It's like, okay, well, why would we start a podcast? Like, two guys from a small town, you know, like, who's going to listen to us? Like, we d- you don't feel special enough because the people that you looked at, they're, they're different, right? Right. There's, you know, you, you figure out how to justify that you're not to that level and you're not deserving of, you know, anything even close to what they're currently
0: experiencing. And you might not be like, that's the thing. It's, you know, there's imposter syndrome and you might feel like, oh, I'm not worthy of, you know, and you might not be. So your mom's going to listen to the first couple episodes and then somebody else is going to hear it. And they're like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Like I've had guys, you know, we've been doing it for almost nine years now, and I've had guys who were like, "Yeah, I've been listening for nine years, mm. and I just joined your Iron Council." Like nine years, it took <laughs> you nine years. Shit or get off the pod, dog. I'm, but still, at the same time, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Cool, yeah." Awesome. At least you did something. Glad finally. you're here. Yeah. Glad yeah. you're with us. It took not—I didn't know it take nine years, but glad, <laughs> glad you're here with us, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, that's that's exciting to me. So yeah. hopefully,
1: we can elevate your experience even that's further. Probably pretty cool. That you have all this data now from, you took this leap of faith, you're learning as you're going, but you spend all this time with all these men, and you get all this data on, like, what they really fucking struggle with and have to overcome, and, like, I'm curious, man, like, like, what are, like, the most commonalities you hear from, from men, right, like, that are, yeah. like... That are like d- stuck or trying to, you know, want because everybody yeah. wants to be a better man. Right. So it's yeah, like, but there's gotta anybody be, but like doesn't want to improve yeah. their life. Yeah, There's gotta you be know, like, there's like these few things some, that are like the most common sh- like shit. They got to, I think into. a
0: lot of it is confidence issues. Yeah. You know, they've been shit on, they've been beat up. Um, they're not satisfied with where they are in life. A lot of guys, you know, I'm 42 years old. So you could say like midlife crisis type mentality and it's like, People, people think they should be further along and they're like, what the hell have I been doing with my life? And, mm-hmm. and instead of trying to aim at something, they just maintain the status yeah. quo of like, uh, ah, just, this is life. This is just the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so you hear that a lot. Um, yeah, I think a lot of complacency slips yeah. in. You know, they're out of shape. Uh, they're not making the money they want. They're not having the sex they want. Maybe their marriage is kind of on the rocks and they're not feeling good about where it's at. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's mostly that. And yeah. So what we try to do is we try to give guys uh, something to aim at. And so mm-hmm. when we work with men for the very first time, the first thing that we do is not, hey, go to the gym. Hey, make more money. It's let's talk about a vision. Yeah. Like, what do you want out of life? Well, I want to make more money. Cool. Got it. Yeah. We all want to make more money. How much more money do you want to make? Or, uh, I just want to be in better shape. Right. I know everybody wants to be in better shape. What does that mean? Like, do you want to run a marathon? Do you want to deadlift 500 pounds? Yeah. Um, do you want to be able to simply wrestle with your kids and not get tired? Like have your kids get tired before you do Um, do you want your wife to look at you when you're naked and say, damn, you look good. Like what exactly do you want? What's the outcome? Right. Why do you want it? Right. And so we start talking about the vision and once we have the vision and it's compelling and it's emotional. And when I say emotional, I'm saying like, when you think about whatever that vision is, like your wife saying, damn, you look good. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that feels good. Yeah. You know, and you can feel the emotion behind that. Then, you know, you're onto something. And then from there, it's like, all right, now let's reverse engineer it because you're 50 pounds overweight. So she's not thinking that right now. Okay. So what needs to happen? Well, you know, Ryan, I'd like to go from 28% body fat down to 15% body fat. I think that's a good start for me where I want to go. Okay, cool. We can do that. What are we going to do about it? Well, we need to work out every day. All right. What, what workout are we going to do? Is it powerlifting? Is it strength training? Is it CrossFit? Is mm-hmm. it, merit, is it uh, um, endurance running? Uh, is it martial arts? Like what, what speaks to you? Is it a combination of all of those things? Is it five days a week? Is it six days a week? Okay, good. Six days a week, you're going to start doing strength training. Got it. Check. Now we're going to track it. Are you doing it six days a week? In addition to that, once we get that dialed in, what can we do? Well, now we got to worry about your nutrition. You're eating at Burger King and you're eating the all-you-can-eat buffet at the Chinese place down the thing. <laughs> like, okay, let's knock that off. What do yeah. we got to do? Get rid of processed sugar. Get rid of the booze. Like whatever we need to do to start getting that dialed in. And I'm telling you, what a guy who's 50 pounds overweight in three months, yeah, dude, he can lose 30 pounds. Yeah, yeah. like a guy who's 50 pounds overweight can lose 30 pounds, and all of a sudden his wife's like, hey. Yeah, hey, I see you.
1: You,
0: you want to go in the bedroom? Yeah. You know, and then then you get that little reward, that mm-hmm. dopamine of like, she looks at me, she sees me, and then you're like, I'm going to keep going. And you yeah. lose another 20 pounds, and all of a sudden, she can't keep her damn hands off of you. Hmm. That's what we do. But it all starts with the vision of what exactly what you want. And it's not, I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to make more money. I want to be happy. That stuff's all great, but that's bullshit. That's not actually going to lead you to doing anything meaningful and significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: well, I'm a big believer that if you don't um, create a mountain to climb, your brain will turn on itself and you will become the mountain that you will eventually have to climb. Oh yeah. Right. Like it'll erode itself. Like it wants to, it wants to struggle. It wants to overcome. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have an external struggle that you're waking up to and saying, I'm going to impose my will on this eight mile run, or I'm going to impose my will on this CrossFit workout or whatever it is it will turn on itself. It'll eat at itself. And it'll say that you're a piece of shit. You're this, you're that. Yeah. And a road to the point where you feel absolutely worthless. And the only way to feel worthy of, uh, self-worth or confidence is by having enough proof that you are actually doing the things that are difficult to you yeah. now, difficult to you, not difficult to him over right. here. Right. Doesn't like matter. running a mile might be difficult to you right now, but are you climbing that hill? Yep. This guy over here that runs 20 miles a day, a mile's not difficult to him, but is he reaching his level of difficulty every day to where he's touching that side of himself, right? right. Like, okay, I know that this is a challenge. This is hard and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do that hard thing, yep. which is 20 miles for this guy. It's five for this guy. It's a mile for this guy. It's lifting a hundred pounds for this guy, 500 pounds for this guy, but the brain only knows what it knows, and it knows struggle and difficulty. And if you put yourself in that environment around struggle and difficulty, and you impose your will, we all have it within us, we're all men, right? Where we want to overcome something hard or difficult. And when you do that, Tell me one time that you've walked away from a workout or a run or this, and you're just like, man, I really feel like shit about I myself. I that. should that not have stupid. got up early and moved my body in Super. such an extraneous way. Yeah, exactly. Like, my God.
0: <laughs> well, we, and, and, and to your point, we we are looking for problems as men, yeah. right? And we're, we're, yeah. we're like actively looking for them. We want to be we problem don't, solvers, right? Well, and we, if, if we don't have a problem, we'll stress about dumb shit. Like, yeah. But this is why Us us Magazine and People Magazine and these sorts of things exist because if you don't have a problem you're trying to work, you're going to start worrying about what Prince Harry and, and, and Meghan, Meghan Markle, Markle are Markle. doing. Yeah. And you're like, look at this, <laughs> look at this beta, look at this bitch, yeah. how he's yeah. treating us. It. It's like, dude, that should be the last thing on your mind. Yeah. Like, that's a problem yeah. that you shouldn't be consumed with.
1: I don't know anything about Prince Harry. You shouldn't. <laughs> um, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. The fact, that I'm yeah. even, Very validating. the fact that I'm even talking
0: about it is like, why am I worrying about it? Put your man card that? on the table. Yeah, bro. Sorry, bro. Yes, hey, yes, hey pull on, it out.
2: Buddy. Hey, we're not hold fully on. taking it. From, we're just hold suspending me, it for 24 <laughs> hours. Here. So if he has oh. a conference call with the Iron Council today, he can't make it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's got to step in. What's his name? Vice Pres, the number two guy. He's going to have to step in
1: business uh, mark, today. Man, mark our boy to mark business. he's gonna send it today um
2: <laughs> i wanted to ask you a question like you've interviewed a lot of badass people cool yeah. dudes right yeah that is that have inspired many millions of people and, and you have as yeah, well no doubt. um not me those guys i don't want it's, yeah, it's I mean, those you have as well i mean there's probably thousands tens of thousands of men that are better off because you exist I mean, and you you that's the goal right yeah you know um some of the things that you've spoken to them, yeah. right? Like there's gotta, I look for voices and guess what? I'm the voice for some people. Kel's the voice for some people. You're the voice, but you have voices too, that you look to and yeah. there's like a ripple effect, right? It's always like, weird it's just when somebody's, somebody's like,
0: like, Hey, I, you know, like uh, my, my marriage was struggling or I was overweight and this, and and I listen to your podcast every day. I'm like, why like there's so yeah many, there's so many better You're people lying, to listen, yeah, listen to than me like, like, what about I, the guys I listen you, to why have if, you not found them if yet if you only knew half <laughs> yeah. the shit I know about yeah, how yeah. inadequate I am you exactly. would not be listening yeah. to me like we're
2: all fucked up let's just call a spade, a spade. <laughs> totally. so, the guys we're looking up to is probably thinking the exact same they're thing screwed and they're screwed like, up fuck. too they, I know they that all, yeah, yeah. dude
0: I, I'm telling you and I'm not going to name names but like I've had conversations with guys who in confidence, or like, yeah. hey, here's what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Here's what I'm struggling with. Everybody, I'm like, what? Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, I never would have imagined yeah. that. Who's impressed you the most out of all the people that you've interviewed, and what was
2: the most impressive thing about him, or why did they impress you?
0: Man, that's so hard. That's a question yeah. I get a lot. I mean, right. I've interviewed. I was looking at it this morning. I've interviewed 460 guys now at cool. this point. Um, I don't know. I mean. There's people, well, that, some I guess some notable ones. Then, if we're if we're
2: not gonna nail it down to one, yeah, like what are just what are some people that like just really stand out in your mind? Um, that, you, that you know who you? I thought
0: was really cool? Like I talked with Terry Crews. Terry mm. Crews was awesome. Yeah, he's like, got the pec pop. Like, yeah, he's got he didn't shit do that down, for dude. me. I was kind of disappointed. Well, he had he a shirt really, on the whole really time.
1: On, I was like, like this is. Bomb. He's had a yeah. pretty incredible transformation too, yeah. Just, just from, from the clips I've seen, and yeah,
0: and almost losing his. Marriage because yeah. of it and overcoming that um yeah he was so he surprised you maybe more than than he this, was like really down to earth like yeah. he was just like a normal dude yeah you know he was cool um another one who i was like mm, is i had matthew McConaughey on the podcast mm. and i'm like is this guy for real yeah like is he is this is he as chill as what he's like he, seems you know he was on the podcast yeah yeah like when I talked with him, it was interesting. I'd ask him a question. He's like, I don't know, man. What do you think? I'm like, well, why are you asking me? You're Matthew McConaughey. Yeah? Why are you asking me what I think? Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But he was like that. Um, cool. Goggins is interesting. Yeah. I, I went and I went and did an interview. This was years ago with Goggins and, um, it was in Vegas Yeah. and I got there. I think I got there maybe a few minutes early. I went up to his room, mm-hmm. um, and he came in and he had like his gym shorts on and a gym shirt and he's like, Sorry, bro, I just got done with the workout and You're like, Of course. You work out like twenty-three like, yeah. of the twenty-four hours. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Oh, that's cool, whatever. And and so we started having this conversation. He's like, Yeah, I had like weird stuff happening. He's like, You want to see? And he has like these short, like runner shorts on. He's like pulling it. I'm like, No, I don't. I don't wanna see. Like whatever yeah. you're showing me, I don't want to yeah. see it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, uh, so he was awesome. We, we had a really good conversation. And then afterwards, he's like, all right, man. He's like, we good here. I'm like, yeah, we're all done. I'll just get cleaned up. He's like, all right, good. I got to go work out. I'm like, didn't you just work out? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I was like, but you're going again? He's like, yeah, I'm going to work. At, like, my I'm going to work out my second workout of the day. I'm like, all right, get after it. Whatever, mm-hmm. you know, do your thing. Um, another, actually another one who really stood out now that I'm saying that is Tim Tebow. Oh, dude. dude I listened to a
2: podcast with him and Ed. Oh yeah. It's one of the best podcasts he's, I've ever heard.
0: Mine with, mine with Tim's better than Ed's with Tim. Just okay. so you guys know. Okay. I didn't listen <laughs> well, to I, it, but I, I know to, it's yeah. better yeah. than the one yeah. Ed No, <laughs> Ed, I've done podcasts with yeah. Ed. He's a great guy. Yeah. I'm just giving him a hard time. But no, like. When, so I, it was in New York when he came out with his book and I, and I rented a, a, like a suite in New York and him and his crew came up and when he walked in, it was like a physical presence of, I mean, he's a big guy, right? He's a big, strong athletic guy, but it wasn't that it was just like, oh, this guy, there's something special about this Mm. guy. And he sat down and we had a conversation and he was really humble, really down to earth. Like you could tell just a kind person, really cared about other people. Um, I messaged him again a couple months later. I'm like, Hey, I want to have you back on to talk about this. He's like, I'll come on anytime. Came back on, did another podcast with me. He was cool. Um, A guy that, that, that I really admire and look up to is John Eldridge, the author of wild at heart you guys read that no, book? Uh-uh. Oh, that's such a good – that book changed my life. Really? Yeah, it's about masculinity and manhood, but it's it's written with an undertone of Christianity, mm. um, and it really helped me understand a lot of where, where, like, the, the idea of what it means to be a man comes f- from for mm. me and how being raised by a single mother – hinders that a bit and that's not to throw single mothers under the bus because i know a I mean, lot of single mothers that do a great hard. job they do a great job but that but doesn't it's in- mean it. yes yeah exactly you know my and, and if my right. mom was sitting right here with yeah. me right now she would say yeah. the same thing yeah. she'd say i did the best i could but i know i needed to get you around other men yeah so she got me involved in sports yeah. and and was was a really big advocate for me joining the military because she knew I needed to be around other good righteous mm-hmm. men. Yeah. Because there's just a gap when it's a single mother. And again, I know plenty of Lots single of mothers love. that I love. I I Lots love of these love women. That they pour into the kids. Totally. But. They can't raise man. There's men. still
2: another side right. that kids need too, right? right? Some discipline. I just don't some, want a yeah. woman to listen to this yeah. and
0: think that I'm I'm saying like she can't do a good job. She can raise a good human, but yeah. she can't raise a good man. Yeah. Because she's not a man. Yeah. And and she doesn't know. Like she doesn't I'm speaking in generalities right now, but a woman doesn't know how to temper natural violence yeah. or an inclination for like competition yeah. or dominance. Mm -hmm. Like she just doesn't know because she doesn't have that same quality. Generally speaking, I I know plenty of women who are competitive, who who are physical, sure. Yeah. But that's the exception. That's not the norm. Yeah. Um, but wild at heart, man. So he's been on a couple of times. I don't know, I've had so many cool conversations. It's hard to like narrow it down, but there's a handful that I like. Sovereignty. What's the meaning of that?
2: You wrote a book about it in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, so what's the meaning for those that don't know?
0: I mean, if you strip everything away, sovereignty is the ability to do what you want, when you want, why you want Mm -hmm. free of anything else. Yeah. So could be, uh, does that mean being in full control to a certain extent, full control and not under the thumb of anybody else? Yeah. So for example, if I was working with you guys and I was your employee Mm -hmm. and, but I was broke. I didn't have money set aside and I'm up to debt, up to my eyeballs in debt. And you guys come to me and, and, and not that you would do this, but if you guys came to me and you're like, Hey, Ryan, we need you to do this thing. And it jeopardized my morals or, or my principles, yeah. but I don't have any money and I need to put food on the table for my kids. Mm-hmm. I would probably jeopardize my morals. Yeah. Okay. That's not sovereignty. Yeah, Because now I can't do what I want, which is to be in, in, A in good, integrity with yeah. my values mm-hmm. because I'm financially destitute. If I'm 50, 80, 100 pounds overweight and let's say I'm pre-diabetic um, or I'm popping pills like they're, you know, yeah. Skittles because I need to regulate my glucose yeah, levels whatever, yeah. or, you know, whatever um, – that's not sovereignty because now I'm beholden to pharmaceutical companies and the doctors in order to keep me alive. Yeah. Sovereignty is me getting my ass into the gym every single day, losing 50 pounds, eating right, and getting that shit in order. Financial sovereignty is learning a marketable skill where I can make some money selling something to somebody else, paying off all of my debt, not getting into credit card debt, and putting some money aside so that if you guys come to me and say, hey, Ryan, I need you to lie to this customer mm-hmm. because this is what we need for the business. I can say, fuck you. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You can fire me if you want, if, if that's the case. But I'm not doing that. And you fire me, but I've got 100 grand in the bank. I'm like, OK, well, this sucks, but I can find another job that's yeah. not going to ask me to jeopardize my, my morals.
2: So it's almost creating yeah, certainty based upon your own doing, your own will, totally. right? Like certainty in your finances, certainty in your health, or in your faith, totally. or in your relationships, yeah. or whatever it is. Right? And I don't
0: want to say your my own will. I mean, look, I struggle. I struggle at times with my spirituality. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a hard one for me. You struggle with
2: religion or spirituality?
0: I actually, I
2: like religion. Okay.
0: Like a lot of people just differentiate the two spirituality and religion. And I know they're distinct things. Sure. And some guys will say, I feel closest to God when I'm on the mountain. That's cool, whatever. Yeah. But I like religion. And religion is important to me because you get around other people who are like minded who are on the same path. There's their systems. There's a ritualized process of spiritual practices. Mm. There's a lot about religion that I like and people will say, well, religion has caused more harm and more whatever. Yes. Yeah, Wars sh- and problems, sure, whatever, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Like, but that's not, that's not spirituality. That's humans getting in the way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. It's not the religion that did
2: it because all that is, is guide. A religion is guidelines. And then you add the human element into the guidelines. And then the human element is what uh, disrupts or um, waters down maybe some of those guidelines through personal choice because I'm a leader with inside of a religion. Right. And now you say, I hate this religion because you hate Trevor. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like yeah, when exactly. it has nothing, nothing to do with to do the with religion, that. it's just words yeah. on a paper or whatever that gives guidelines. Those are the ingredients, I guess, for success on earth. But,
0: you know, we, there's humans that can pervert things totally way. Right. The way that I look at religion and spirituality is uh, imagine all three of us play for the Raiders, right? That's the closest team. Yeah. We're all playing for the Raiders and, uh, we're excited about it. It's our first year. We're rookies. We're going to go play with the Raiders and, um, and, and they say, all right, well, practice is, you know, uh, I don't know how much they practice, but practice is, you know, Tuesday at 10 to to seven or whatever, like however long they practice. Right. Okay. And we're like, you know, like I feel I'm good. Like I kind of know what you guys are about. I've been playing football for 20 years. Like I'm not going to go to practice. Yeah. Like, how's that going to work? (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to work. There's you need to go to practice in order to and we all have to be on be the successful. same page. We all have to yeah, have the yeah. timing. We have to ha- we have to be able to work together and that's how it is with spirituality and religion. We can be spiritual in that we believe in God or whoever your god is, right? Yeah. And then the religious side of it is like, okay, now we're going to practice spirituality. We're going to practice praying. We're going to practice tapping into God's power. We're going to practice fellowshipping each other. We're going to practice all of these things so that our spirituality is that much stronger. Mm. But to your point or my, my statement earlier is sometimes I struggle with spirituality. It's like, Mm. did I create this or did God create this? Is there a God? Does he care about me? Or is he just like, do your thing. Like I created you, do your thing, do whatever. Um, I struggle with that at times. But the reason I brought that up is I don't ever want it to come across as like, I created this Mm. like sovereignty to me, isn't, I created it. It's that I've been given blessings. I've been given opportunities. I'm, I was born to a mother who loved me. I was born in, I'm, I'm somewhat intelligent. You know, I'm not an idiot. Um, I, I have opportunities based on where I live. There's friends around me who support me and edify me and uplift me. So sovereignty isn't I'm on an island alone doing my own thing. And sometimes people will say, well, if you follow religion, are you really being sovereign? You bet your ass I am because I'm choosing to follow a doctrine that I believe serves me. Mm. And if I follow the doctrine of Christ in my example, like I know other people believe different things, but if I follow the gospel of Christ, then I live a better life. Yeah. You know, if I, if I pay my tithing, if I try to be virtuous, if I try to do right by people, you know, there's, and I don't want to brag, but I want to share a little story because I think it goes a long way. Um, There's a little girl, I'm renting a place and there's this little girl and her grandmother that live downstairs and she's such a cute little girl. She's three years old. She's such a cute little thing. She plays with my, my youngest, my Mm seven-year-old and she knocks on the door, her and her grandma knock on the door the other day. And her grandma says, Hey, she has something to share with you. And I was like, Uh oh. Like I thought maybe she broke something. 'cause uh, I'm selling I, me a Dixie Direct card. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> she's three, so she's damn not quite all those kids. I got like shit. seventeen of them <laughs> yeah. that I've never used, but Same. damn oh, that Liz. Tony, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody that's listening knows what a Dixie Direct is I'm they're from here. You,
2: you don't wanna know. <laughs> you don't want to get hit up thirteen times. <laughs> but I got
0: i got a trampoline in the back and I've got a swing on the on yeah. the thing and, and toys are out back because my boys yeah. play with toys and i'm like uh oh like (laughs) she broke something that's what i thought and her grandma's like hey well why don't you tell him what you wanted to say and i had just set up this uh like santa claus like blow up doll in the front like blow up thing in the front yard and she's like i just wanted to tell you that i love that santa claus with those reindeer yeah and that's all she wanted to say (laughs) and and she and she's like and i love the grinch and i'm like you like the grinch she's like yeah so I went inside because I bought this stuffed animal for my son, and it was yeah. the Grinch. And I'm like, check this out. And she's like, this is awesome. I love this thing. And so uh, they ended up leaving, and the next morning I went to Walmart, and they had one Grinch left. <laughs> and yeah. I bought it, and I went downstairs, and I said, hey, I got this for you. And I gave it to her. Man, it cost me 25 yeah. bucks or something like yeah. that. And it was like lit up her whole world, oh, which lit cool. up yours. Yeah. Her, like her smile and she yeah. grabbed it and she hugged it. And then her grandma sent me a picture a couple of day, a couple hours later. And she was in bed with some like hot chocolate and she had this Grinch and she had this huge <laughs> smile. Like that to me is just do the right thing. Yeah. Like that's it. Just do the right thing and everything else will fall into place. Like, yeah, I'm out $25. So what? Yeah. Like, really, so what? Yeah, but a lot of people are chasing that feeling that you received just
2: watching her have a feeling that she got when she got that thing. Yeah. And so, like, we just sometimes look at all in all the wrong places when in reality, when you're of service and you're watching somebody else light up, there's that frequency that ultimately now comes over you and right. then you light up watching somebody else light up. Right. And like, you have
0: to do it for the right reason yeah, too. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of times what I've noticed is a lot of things you hear, like, especially in the entrepreneurial circle is like add value, right? How many times you've guys heard that? Yeah. Add value, add value, add value, add value. That's right. That's not wrong. You should add value. But what most people do is they add value with the expectation of something in to return.
2: Take, yeah.
0: And that's not value. Yeah. Value to me is I'm going to provide something. I don't expect her to do something for me. Yeah. I just did it because I knew it would brighten her day. Yeah. And I knew she would like it and I knew it was a good thing to do. And it's not contingent upon me getting anything yeah. in return. Yeah, And so if people can learn how to do that of just man, if you see somebody on the side of the road and they need to get their tire changed, like, just pull over and change their tire. And when they offer you 20 bucks to help, just say, no, you take that. T- or or if they force you to take that $20, take that $20 and then just... Hand it look, to somebody like give else. Give it to, to somebody on the side of yeah. the road who needs yeah. 20 bucks, like... Well, you talked about adding
2: value and it goes back to kind of what we were talking about, about the videos, doing videos. Yeah. Really all you were doing when you're saying, hey, I'm a you know, a plumber. And this is how you do this with the toilet. You're just adding value into the world. And by default, something good, it, it will serve somebody at some point. And there's good that you're putting out in the world. People on social media that have these trade businesses, whether you're mowing lawns or whatever it is, you take a picture of a perfectly mowed lawn with the lines in it. That brings zero value to me when I'm scrolling social media, right? You know, if, if you're like, Hey, this is how you change the valve, on the sprinkler that was busted, you know, and then do a swipe and then show maybe like the after then cool. But Give me substance. Right. Like what did you do in order to create those perfect fucking lines in your lawn? Because I want the I want the lines. I want the lines. <laughs> and lines. I don't you sure. know, like no other man is mowing my lawn, but show me how to make the lines like I own a damn baseball diamond. <laughs>
0: That's right. You know what I That's mean? Right. Like,
2: hey, this I crisscross like this. <laughs> cool. You just brought well, value do do to that? my life. And I might share the shit. And then somebody ends up hiring you down the or road. even that with mowing yeah. the lawn, like yeah.
0: Mow your lawn yeah. and then just go mow your neighbors, neighbors lawn. or whatever.
2: I did that, dude. I did like an edging thing out front and I went over, but like she texts me and said, Hey, will you not do that? <laughs> oh, she I, did? Yeah. Why? What was, um, I guess they weren't real. That wasn't tall grass that was actually like planted like that. Oh, and I chopped it all down. <laughs> it was the second time, You're too. She's like, I forgot asshole, to dude. tell you the first time. You're please don't do that. Like, don't worry about my side of the yard <laughs> or whatever. Chopped down I the grass it, plants. Well, no, it was, you know, we live in Virgin, so it's just yeah. like, whatever. Like, there was like these tall grass looking things that are like actually like plants it's just he's like hey, hey ma'am <laughs> I, and
0: so I, I I pruned your weeds and I, she's I, like those were the flowers yeah, that my grandmother yeah, yeah. grew a hundred years yeah. ago
1: I, I'm just laughing because I <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I'm, I was sitting there like I am a good
2: man, <laughs> like you know, having to change the damn string on uh, the
0: thing. It was so thick, uh, <laughs>
2: like, you know, but feeling
0: good. <laughs> it was I the end of my, my day century. after like four hours <laughs> in
2: my own damn yard, and I'm dude. just
0: handling business.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then I get a text: Hey, I forgot to tell you last time that you took it down to nothing. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's like that on right, purpose. Well, Ninety-nine yeah. times out of hundred, yeah. guys. <laughs> don't it's be okay. that you know, like
0: maybe knock on their door it's okay <laughs> <You know? laughs> no but I'm, yeah, but I'm just kidding but it is real like yeah. if you know if if you're at the grocery store yeah and you know you're spending i was gonna say 200 dollars, but it's probably more like 500 dollars now at the grocery yeah. store like go buy go buy yeah <laughs> yeah go buy some extra food man and just leave yeah. it on your neighbor's door yeah. like don't yeah. put a note on there don't like Dude, Say, that hey, was huge for Ryan. us growing like, up, growing up
2: really poor. There. Like, there would be people knock on our door and we'd open our door and there would be food. Yeah, it's like awesome. Man. Oh, I food did that yesterday, in there. actually. Really? I was oh, like, what are you so doing?
1: Good. She's like, I spent $800 at the store, but 300 of it's for this family. Um, I just saw this lady. She finally got into her first place, but they have no money for food. Yeah. Took everything to get in. I was like, oh, that's so freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she thinks like it, that. It, like, yeah, But it man, means. awesome the world to certain, yeah. I
2: know for us, like growing up, that meant a lot to us. Totally. Cause like we would open our cabinets and there's like nothing. Yeah. Sometimes it was just bread and you put butter on it with cinnamon and you just live on that. <laughs> That's like, still good, dude. That is still <laughs> like, good. I want that now. I, I don't, hungry. you I, guys have I mean, some I that yeah. I can have.
0: I we have, hungry. we have a big break room. <laughs> we, might, we might have some cinnamon bread for you, bro. I would take it that back, back the the to you know? the, <laughs> the survival. Well, like it, the other day I was, um, I was going out of town and I, I, uh, I'm not a great cook, but I use this. Pr- I use this uh, program called Hello Fresh. Have you guys heard it? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say this
2: program called Microwave. Dude, they're yeah, pretty microwave. good. No, they're not so bad. Like, yeah.
0: Hello Fresh, yeah. dude, it's awesome. Yeah. So I I got all this food and I was out of town and I'm like and I forgot to turn it off and I had like four or five meals. Yeah. <laughs> it's just and I'm like, there. damn, like what am I going to do with this? And I just brought it to my neighbor. I'm like, yeah. here, like I'm not. She's like, oh, can I pay you? I'm like, no, I don't. Like I had it anyway. It's I'm gonna, gonna go bad. Yeah, just use exactly. it. Yeah. Like just I don't know. Yeah. yeah, find a way to be of service. I'm just trying to figure out a way yeah. to like be decent in every encounter and every yeah. situation, and um. And
2: sometimes you know, it's, I mean, work as out. time goes on, it's tougher and tougher to do in the world that we live sometimes in. Sometimes you cut old women's weeds down, you know. <laughs> you know like,
0: but for I the mean, most part, yeah. it works out pretty my, well. My, she'll my heart about it was like there, old. She'll appreciate it later. Golly.
2: She's a single lady there. She's a little (laughs) older. And I'm like, I'm a
1: good guy. Holy
2: shit. I don't know if I'm going to have to get blessings in heaven for that or if I'm going to, that's a withdrawal. My intention was good. So God knows my intentions Intentions count. Intentions count. Man, appreciate you coming out. How do people, (laughs) um, how do people reach out to you? Uh, you, Yeah. Order a man
0: is the website podcast. Order a man. Uh, um, I'm Instagram, pretty, Instagram. Yeah. I'm pretty active there. Ryan okay. Mickler. So, okay. um, you can hit me up uh, on Instagram. What's up with the iron council? Like how, what's, what's that about? So that's a, I, I call it a brotherhood. We've yeah. got, I think we've got 12 or 1300 guys in there okay. now. Um, the goal with that is we're all holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. So we do monthly topics. Um, right now we like once a month then like we on a zoom, we do, or a, we do a weekly call Yeah. And then in addition to that, guys have the opportunity to join what we call battle teams. Mm -hmm. And these are teams of 10 to 15 guys that are operating a little bit more closely together. So they have a team leader and they're holding each other accountable. Um, They have an additional call throughout the week and they're checking in on each other like, hey, you said you're going to run. Did you run? No. Why? Okay, make sure you run this afternoon or tomorrow. Um, You know, so it's it's pretty incredible. I, I kind of feel like t- I'm at the point now with what we've created, where if I said I'm done, I'm out. For what, still, I won't. Yeah. But if I did It'll live on Mark would take over and, you know, Do continue, continue, continue yeah, to no. run it. And yeah, <laughs> it would, it would be Shout awesome. Out to Mark, so yeah. I can't, I couldn't stop it if I wanted to, which mm. is a really cool position. Like if I'm gone for a week, like I was last week, I almost feel better when I'm gone because I know it might it might actually run better when I'm not in the way yeah, bugging everybody yeah. and it's pretty cool to see like guys run with it and they have their own ideas and their own agendas and things that they're trying to do and it's it's really cool. Yeah, that so is cool. we we open that back up in uh mid December. We only open it up 4 times a year. Cool, just kind of quarterly or something. Yeah, because yeah. what I want to do is I want to make sure when we have new guys come in, I want to make sure that they have they have what they need to get onboarded quickly. Because if you don't, if you don't, we've been doing it for eight years. It's kind of like drinking from a fire hose. You're like, I, wh- what do we do here? I don't know what to do. Too much, too quick. Just so much. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we're going to give you 30 days. We're going to put you with two guys who have, who have been veterans at the Iron Council for a long time. They're going to work you through some things for 30 days. And then once 30 days is up, you'll have a pretty good grasp on what's going on. And then you can be involved in, in everything. So we op- we open it up every quarter. Cool.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like Bro, it. appreciate you coming yeah, out. Appreciate coming you guys. On. Yeah, yeah man. Was this was awesome. episode. Yeah, yeah we was, talked about yeah, some cool all stuff. All over the place. Yeah. You know, it was good. That's fun. <laughs> That's what I like about it. You, yeah, you never know sure. where it's going to go. Yeah. You know? So
2: exactly. <laughs> guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you, uh, you review the show. You share the show. Other than that, guys, keep kicking ass. Take care. We'll see you next week. Peace.